Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into First Man and A Star is Born in today's statistics episode. I have never done a statistics episode with two movies before. It hasn't happened. And even right now, as I'm saying these words, I'm still not sure how I want to do it. Uh, in a very simple way, I could just run through all the stats for First Man and then go back and do it all over again with uh, A Star is Born. Or what I had originally intended to do was go through... Each film as itself, each director, then each writer, then all the actors, then the genres, and the Academy Awards, and so on and so forth, and, and do it that way, which I think um, is is preferred, at least from, from my point of view, maybe yours as well, because it allows for, I guess, more, a better better flow, I think, so... so that being said, I, I talked about A Star is Born first. A Star is Born came out uh, earlier, a week earlier than First Man. And if you've listened to both the review episodes I did on each of these films, you know that I liked A Star is Born uh, significantly more than First Man. So we will do A Star is Born first uh, and, and go from there. Um, the one thing that is going to be mildly problematic is... This is the third movie titled A Star is Born in my spreadsheet. And uh, based on the formatting, one of the other Star is Born movies is going to look exactly like this one. So uh, it might take me a second or longer to make sure I know that I'm talking about the 2018 version and not the 1954 version. So... <clears throat> That being said, let's jump in to the statistics. For A Star is Born, the film, I saw it October 4th, 2018, 10 days ago, as of the recording of this episode. It's 131 minutes, 2 hours, 10 minutes. It's fairly long. Both movies are. Uh, it's a 2018 film. And my brief summary, a musician helps a young singer find fame. There's a lot more going on in the movie, but this is... A one-sentence summary in as simple a terms as I can make it. Uh, as I mentioned before, I gave this a 75 out of 100, and it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes the last time I looked. That being said, that puts it squarely on par with two other movies that have come out this year, Black Klansman and Won't You Be My Neighbor. Uh, both, all three, very good movies in their own rights. Uh, it also puts all of them... In about the in the 18 to 20 slot uh, of the year, so top 20 of the year is pretty strong. Uh, given we're already halfway through October, uh, there's still plenty of movies to come out, but that's a pretty good position to be in at this point. Uh, relative to the other versions of A Star Is Born, uh, 2018 has a 75. The 1954 version has a 70. Uh, that's the Judy Garland version. And then the 1937 version with uh, Janet Gaynor, I want to say, uh, has a 65. So a steady increase, actually, from one to the next. 
However, I haven't seen the 70s version with Streisand, which I've been told is the worst of the four. So there's that. We will see how that ends up going. Now, for First Man, I saw it October 11th, 2018, so a week later. I saw both movies on Thursday, the weekend they came out, uh, from 2018. First Man's now 135 minutes, so four minutes longer than A Star is Born. And my brief summary of that is man's first trip to the moon. Again, there's a lot more going on in First Man than just that sentence, but in a nutshell, that's pretty accurate to... Uh, the base storyline, I suppose I should say. I gave First Man a 64 out of 100, so 11 point difference between First Man and A Star is Born. And it has an 88% the last time I checked Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes average uh, marginal difference, 88 to 91%, whereas I'm a little bit wider of a, of a gap at 11 points uh, between the two films. And beyond that, I would even go to so far as to say that I'm interested in rewatching A Star Is Born. I want to see it again uh, before it leaves theaters because I think it might even be rated a little low. Uh, I might pump up its score a couple of points here or there. Whereas First Man, I don't really have any interest in seeing it again. I don't think, and honestly, I think if I did see it again, there's a better chance that it drops points than moves up. So that's a big difference uh, in the two films. But, First Man, uh, so I, com I compared A Star Is Born to the other A Star Is Born, A Star Is Born's. Uh, First Man, I could say, I could compare it to say Apollo 13, which I gave a 70, so I like Apollo 13 better. I could compare it to The Right Stuff, which I gave a 65, so only one point ahead. The right stuff is very, very long and uh, doesn't quite use all of its time well. Um, I think that's it, though. I wouldn't really compare this to the 2001 or Interstellar or more sci-fi versions of space stories. Uh, what about... Yeah, that's about it, though. So... Moving on to each film's respective directors. Star is Born. Uh, this one directed by Bradley Cooper. It is the first film I've seen directed from Bradley Cooper. has a 75. It's his only film. Rated in the 70s, he has a value of 1, a score of 26, which ranks him 1,119th overall. Tied with uh, the director of... Um, let me see here... Oh, that's wrong. Dun, dun, dun. Finding all the mistakes. Tied with the director of Samson and Delilah, the foreign language film, I believe Oscar winner. Uh, Penguins of Madagascar, which I might need to revisit. Most Beautiful Island, uh, The Light of the Moon, Icarus, the documentary from a year ago, I believe. Farewell, My Queen, Alsverd Gut, Gimme the Loot, Affections, a lot of, lot of films. A lot of films rated 75 being their only film. Uh, puts him just behind uh, the director Lucy Walker, who directed The Crash Reel and The Devil's Playground, and puts him just ahead 
of Saul Bass, who is the director of the solar film documentary and Why Man Creates, an animated documentary. First Man is directed by Damien Chazelle. This is the fourth film of his I've seen, uh, so I've seen all of his feature films to date. Uh, it drops his average film rating to a 72.5. It is his only film rated in the 60s and third best movie overall, behind La La Land and ahead of Guy and Guy and Madeline on a park bench. Uh, he has a value of 3.5, a score of 51.83, and is ranked 176th overall, tied with another actor-turned-director, like our friend Bradley Cooper, Ben Affleck, uh, who directed The Town, Argo, Gone Baby Gone, Live By Night, being the bad one there. Affleck uh, and Chazelle, at 176, are one spot behind George Lucas, Star Wars, you know, as well as Michael Haneke, Funny Games, and The Piano Teacher. And uh, Chazelle is one spot ahead of Kim Ki-Duk, uh, Ki Ki-Duk Kim, who directed Mobius, Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring, and The Isle, of which I've seen. Very good company. You know, this definitely dropped Chazelle's score a touch. Not a lot, but just a little bit. And... Um, I don't know. I, I, again, I still have high hopes for him in the future. High hopes for Bradley Cooper, too. I think he showed a really strong debut film, and I, I'm really excited to see what both, both directors do next. <clears throat> As for writing, uh, let's see here. Uh, make sure I get this right. Um, I think I'm going to get it wrong if I just guess. So I will not guess, if I can help it, A Star is Born is written by a bunch of people, a bunch of credits uh, as writers for A Star is Born, including Eric Roth. This is the 10th film I've seen written by Eric Roth. It improves his average film rating to a 56.4. This is his third film rated between 70 and 79, and his third best movie overall, coming in behind his Oscar-nominated screenplay for Munich and ahead of his Oscar-winning screenplay for Forrest Gump. Uh, the film, he has a value of 1 and a score of 48, even tying him with a bunch of other people, including Judy Freudberg and Tony Geis, who wrote The Land Before Time and An American Tale, uh, Andre Tark Tarkovsky, for Stalker and Andrei Rublev, and uh, includes uh, Aaron Stockard, who wrote The Town and Gone Baby Gone. Uh, noticing a pattern. Uh, he is one spot, Eric Roth is one spot behind William Nicholson, who wrote, who is Oscar-nominated writer for Gladiator and Shadowlands, and one spot ahead of Ed Solomon, who wrote Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, uh, Men in Black, Now You See Me, Now You See Me 2, wide variants of quality in those titles. Additionally, who else did got credit for this? Uh, additionally, you have Robert Carson. This is the uh, third A Star is Born that they have credit for. Uh, this being the best of three, they won an Oscar for writing the 
30s version, uh, Robert Carson and William A. Wellman to combined uh, won an Oscar for the writing on A Star is Born from 1930s. Uh, they won actually story, best story, but were, and whereas uh, Robert Carson was nominated for best screenplay but did not win, which is a thing that doesn't really happen anymore. You cannot be nominated for the same screenplay twice. Well, story, screenplay, how it goes. Um, past that, we have Bradley Cooper uh, and Will Fetters. This is their first screenplay that I've seen, uh, movie based on screenplay that I've seen. Uh, they have a value of one, a score of 26, and are ranked 2,365th overall. Tied with the writer for uh, many of the writers for Black Klansman, Portrait of Jenny, um, and so on, uh, just right be right behind. Oh boy, big list. Chris Terrio for Argo, Oscar Oscar winning writer for Argo, and also wrote The Justice League and Batman v Superman, and one spot behind uh, ahead of Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. And then that just leaves, that's it. That's all the writers for A Star is Born. I make sure, yes, which leaves First Man. So First Man has two credits attached to it for my spreadsheets purposes. The first is Josh Singer, who also wrote the, um, now I'm not 100% sure about that. Let me look at this real quick. First man. This is a far less organized statistics episode than usual. Um, Josh Singer wrote the screenplay uh, of the film. Uh, this is his fourth film credit and drops his or increases his average film rating to a 59. Even it is his second film rated between 1669 and, and third best movie overall, coming in behind The Post and ahead of Fifth Estate. He is an Oscar winning writer for Spotlight. He has a value of one, a score of 40.33, and is ranked 653 overall, one spot behind honorary Academy Award winner Jean-Luc Godard, and one spot ahead of Don Bluth and John Pomeroy, writers for The Secret of Nim, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Winnie the Pooh, and Tigger 2. The other credit is the writer of the novel, the book that this is based on, and that's James R. Hansen. And this is his only film credit. Uh, he has a value of 0.5, a score of 21.83, and is ranked 3,351st overall uh, alongside writers and for Sorry to Bother You, uh, Disobedience, The Death of Stalin, Smokey and the Bandit, 9 to 5, Natural Born Killers, Serpico, uh, Russian Ark, Kill Your Darlings, The Good Dinosaur, The Gang's All Here, Dirty Dancing, Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid, The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared, Sunday Bloody Sunday, etc. One spot behind uh, the master of the twist, M. Night Shyamalan, and one spot ahead of James Edward Grant, who wrote The Comancheros and Miracles for Sale of the things that I've seen. Which brings us to acting. Hopefully, I will recognize the names a little bit better here for A Star is Born. I should. 
So, where do we start? Um, a Star is Born starts us out with a lot of people from the old version. Tons of people from the old version. All background actors. Still the old version. All right, first up is Sam Elliott. This is his 20th film credit that I've seen. It increases his average film rating to a 57.6. This is only film rated between zero and seven, or 70 and 79, and his fifth best movie overall, coming in behind Tombstone and ahead of Grandma. He has a value of two, a score of 54.36, and is ranked seven, 917th overall. One spot behind uh, Marlene Dietrich, uh, who was in Judgment at Nuremberg, Witness for the Prosecution, and The Scarlet Empress, one spot ahead of Greta Gerwig, director of Lady Bird, as well as the star of 20th Century Women, Frances Ha, and Mistress America. Uh, next up is Barry Shabaka Henley. This is his 11th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 59.36. It is his third film rated between 70 and 79 and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind State of Play and ahead of Ali. He has a value of 2.5 and a score of 52.73, ranking him 1,054th. He is one spot behind Grace Kelly, uh, Oscar-winning actress from The Country Girl, and one spot ahead of Ned Bellamy, who was in Ed Wood, being John Malkovich, and the first Saw movie. Only the first Saw movie. Next up is Alec Baldwin as himself in the film. Uh, this is his 37th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 55.08. It is his ninth film rated between 70 and 79 and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind his voice role in Rise of the Guardians and ahead of, also on par with, his role in Black Klansman. He has a value of negative 0.5 and a score of 51.76, ranking him 1,156th overall. One spot behind Michelle Pfeiffer from Mother and Scarface. One spot ahead of Sofia Coppola and Ophelia Lovabond. Uh, Ophelia Lovabond, who is in Guardians of the Galaxy, Man Up, and Nowhere Boy, among others. Yeah, Alec Baldwin... In the movie for about five seconds. Uh, about five seconds. <laughs> Next up is the man himself, Bradley Cooper, writer, director, star. This is his 31st film credit that I've seen. It increases his average film rating to a 53.42. It is his second film rated in the 70s and ninth best movie overall, coming in behind Joy and ahead of his voice role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as Rocket Raccoon. He has a value of negative 3, a score of 47.18, and is ranked 1,663rd overall. Uh, one spot behind Anna Massey, who was in Peeping Tom, The Machinist, and Impromptu, and one spot ahead of Charlie Tahan, who has a voice role in Frankenweenie, and is also in Blue Jasmine, Love is Strange, and I Am Legend. Cooper, Bradley Cooper. Next up is Andrew Dice Clay. This is his fifth film credit and increases his average film rating to a 63. It is his second um, 
one second film right in the 70s and second film overall coming in behind blue jasmine uh, and ahead of pretty in pink he has a value of 1.5 and a score of 46.5 ranking him 1745 45th overall uh, tied with fred astaire and moira shearer among others one spot behind winona ryder and one spot ahead of Sonia Braga and Michael Richards. Michael Richards Kramer from Seinfeld. The more you know. Next up is Lady Gaga. This is the fifth film credit that I've seen from her. It improves her average film rating to a 60.2. It is her second film rating in the 70s and second best movie overall coming in, or, or sorry, it is her second uh, first film in the 70s and best film overall coming in ahead of uh, a documentary that she's in called Gaga colon five foot two. She has a value of 1.5, a score of 44.5, and is ranked 1,995th overall. Tied with Ruth Gordon, Oscar-winning actor from Rosemary's Baby, and Dolly Parton, among others. She is one spot behind Glenn Close, and one spot ahead of Rosemary DeWitt from Rachel Getting Married, La La Land, and Your Sister's Sister. Your Sister's Sister. Next up is Dave Chappelle. This is his ninth film credit and increases his average film rating to a 50.56. It is his only film rated in the 70s and best movie overall. Coming in ahead of Robin Hood Men in Tights. He has a value of negative four, a score of 37.36, and is ranked 2,969th. He's one spot behind Genesis Rodriguez, and one spot ahead of Odia Rush, who was in the first Goosebumps movie, whose sequel came out this weekend. Dave Chappelle, also not in the movie Super Long. Uh, also not in the movie super long is anthony ramos this is his second film credit and increases his average film rating to a 66.5 it is his only film in the 70s and best movie uh, ahead of monsters and men another film from this year he has a value of one a score of 34.25 and is ranked 3310th overall tied with uh, elsa pataki and julian Rich richings you know who those people are, and uh, one spot behind Timothy Oliphant, one spot ahead of Kathleen Turner. Uh, Elsa Pataki is in the Furious movies. Uh, Julian Richings was in Open Range and The Witch. And uh, yeah, Kathleen Turner was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Also in A Star is Born is Greg Grunberg. This is his 11th film credit and drops or increases his average film rating to a 44.82. It is his second film rated in the 70s and second movie overall. Coming in behind Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and ahead of Star Trek. He has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 33.42, and is ranked 3,407th. Overall, one spot behind Jamie Presley uh, from I Love You, Man. And one spot ahead of Tommy Flanagan from Gladiator and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Braveheart and Sin City. Just kept seeing big-name movies, and I kept adding them to the list. Beyond that is Eddie Griffin. 
This is the eighth film credit I've seen from him. It increases his average film rating to a 39.38. It is his only film in the 70s and best movie overall, coming in ahead of the Wendell Baker story. He has a value of negative 7, a score of 24.5, and is ranked 4,170th overall, tied with Olivia Newton-John from Greece, one spot behind Tom Everett Scott, who was also in La La Land, and ahead of Christina Applegate from Mars Attacks and Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And those are all the people in this version of A Star is Born. I think I got through that a little unscathed. And now the people in First Man include uh, our leading man, Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling. This is the 19th film credit I've seen from Mr. Gosling. Uh, It drops his average film rating to a 68.79. It is his third film rated in the 60s and 13th best movie overall, coming in behind Crazy Stupid Love and ahead of The Notebook. He has a value of 13, a score of 75.24, and is ranked 45th overall. He is in the top 50 still. He is one spot behind Patty Considine and one spot ahead of Ian Holm. Ian Holm. After Mr. Gosling, we have Kyle Chandler. This is the 13th film credit I've seen from him, uh, dropping his average film rating to a 69.38. It is his second film rated in the 60s and 10th best movie overall, coming in behind another film from this year, Game Night, and ahead of The Kingdom. He has a value of 9.5, a score of 69.63, and is ranked 118th overall. One spot behind Maggie Gyllenhaal, one spot ahead of Cary Grant. These are names we all know. Yay. Next up is Patrick Fugit. This is his eighth film credit and drops his average film rating to a 64.88. It is his only film rated in the 60s and fifth best movie overall. Coming in behind Wrist Cutters, A Love Story, and ahead of Saved, exclamation point. He has a value of 4, a score of 55.9, and is ranked 787th overall. One spot behind Kevin Klein, one spot ahead of seven, or one spot ahead of Lauren Mayer. Lauren Mayer, who is in Pirates of the Caribbean 1 and 2, as well as Coherence. Coherence. Good movie. Strong recommend. Next up is Lucas Haas. This is his 17th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 58.18. It is his second film in the 60s and ninth best movie overall, coming in behind Mars Attacks and ahead of Zoolander. He has a value of 3, a score of 55.05, and is ranked 852nd overall. One spot behind David Ogden Stiers from many Disney animated films, including Beauty and the Beast and Spirited Away. And Lucas Haas is one spot ahead of Walter Sandy, who is in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Citizen Kane, Bad Day at Black Rock, and A Place in the Sun. Next up is Corey Stoll, who played Buzz Aldrin. This is the 15th film credit I've seen from him. It increases his average film rating to a 55.8. It is his seventh film, rated between 60 and 69, and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind North Country and ahead of Non Stop. 
He has a value of 1.5, a score of 50.74, and is ranked 1,264th overall. One spot behind Ginger Rogers uh, from Stage Door, Swing Time, Oscar, nomin- Oscar winning for Kitty Foyle, and one spot ahead of Bridget Fonda from Jackie Brown, Army of Darkness, Singles, Monkey Bone, The Godfather Part 3, among others. Next up is Christopher Abbott. This is his eighth film credit and increases his average film range to a 58.5. It is his second film in the 60s and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind a film from last year, It Comes at Night, and ahead of The Sleepwalker. He has a value of one, a score of 47.80, and a rank of 1,592nd. Tied with Courtney Love, uh, who was in The People vs. Larry Flint and Sid and Nancy. Uh, he is one spot behind Leslie Manville, from Oscar nominee from Phantom Thread last year, and one spot ahead of Mira Sorvino from Quiz Show and Oscar winner for Mighty Aphrodite. After him is Jason Clark. This is his 18th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 54.17. It is his third film rated in the 60s and eighth best movie. Overall, coming in behind Public Enemies and ahead of White House Down. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 47.25, and is ranked 1,657th overall. Tied with Jeremy Piven, one spot behind Nicole Kidman, and one spot ahead of Ben Wishaw. 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 Next up is Shea Wiggum. This is his 26th film credit and increases his average film range to a 52.42. It is his 6th film rated between rated in the 60s and 10th best movie overall, coming in behind last year's Kong Skull Island and ahead of Fast and Furious 6. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 47.18, and a rank of 1,665th overall. One spot behind Charlie Tahan, who, if you remember, is uh, one spot below Bradley Cooper. Making the connections. And Shea Wiggum is one spot ahead of Kieran Culkin from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Margaret. Next up is Kieran Hines. I'm never sure how to say his name. Kieran? 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 Uh, this is his 34th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 52.71. It is his sixth film, rated in the 60s, and 10th best movie. Overall, coming in behind Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day and ahead of The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Uh, he has a value of negative 7, a score of 42.78, and is ranked 2,222nd. Overall, one spot behind John David Washington who is the lead in Black Klansman, one spot ahead of Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious franchise, and as Groot. Next up is Claire Foy. This is the fifth film credit of hers I've seen. It increases her average film rating to a 54.6. It is her first and only film in the 60s and third best movie overall, coming in behind Rosewater and ahead of Breathe. She has a value of negative 0.5, a score of 38.5, and is ranked 2,817th overall, tied with a bunch of people, including 
Kevin Dunn. She is one spot behind Nicolas Cage, who I hope we all know, and one spot ahead of Ozzy Osbourne, who's in Moulin Rouge, Ghostbusters, A Voice in Nomeo and Juliet, Little Nicky, and A Voice in Sherlock Gnomes. The more you know. Claire Foy, uh, my favorite performance from First Man by far. Uh, next up is Pablo Schreiber. This is his 11th film credit and increases his average film rating to a 47.73. It's his fourth film rated in the 60s and fourth best movie overall. Coming in behind The Manchurian Candidate, that's the Denzel version, and ahead of Breaking Upwards. He has value of negative three, a score of 37.38, and is ranked 2,967th overall. He is one spot behind Zhang Ziyi and one spot ahead of Genesis Rodriguez, who, you may remember, is one spot ahead of Dave Chappelle. The connections are just uncanny. Uncanny. Next up is Ethan Embry. This is his 10th film credit and increases his average for me to a 47.70. It is his second film rate in the 60s and third best movie overall, coming in behind The Guest and ahead of Defending Your Life. He has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 35.25, and is ranked 3,188th overall. One spot behind Dick Ferran, and one spot ahead of star of Moana, Aoi Cravalho. Yes. Next up is Brian Darcy James, who is uh, more of a Broadway performer than an actor. I always get excited when I see him in a movie, and then he just kind of doesn't do a lot, unfortunately. This is the seventh film of his I've seen. It increases his average film range to a 46.86. It is his second film in the 60s and second best movie overall, coming in behind Spotlight and ahead of Molly's Game. He has a value of negative three, a score of 33.44, and is ranked 3,398th overall. Uh, one spot behind Michael Nyquist and one spot ahead of Bernie Mac, the late Bernie Mac. And that's it for First Man Actors. That is all of them. Moving on to genre. Genre. With A Star is Born, ranked, rated a 75 in 2018. This is a drama. It is also a musical and a romance. Uh, adjusting the average rating of those uh, for drama 58.75 for musical 55.35 and for romance 54.24 all moving up uh, it has a one on the Bechtel test so both of these movies very male dominated male dominated uh, it has a and it's rated R it is not on any of the lists it does not make any of the lists uh, that leaves First Man, as I mentioned, a 64, 2018. It is a drama as well, influencing that 58.75 average. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, it's not a sci-fi movie because it's not fiction at all. It's not really romance, uh, so it's pretty much just a drama. Uh, it also has a 1 on the Bechtel test and is rated PG-13. PG-13. Both movies are definitely on track to get some love at the Oscars this year. Uh, we'll see just how big of an impact they can play. Uh, both of them are currently 
by most people being predicted, uh, at least in the conversation for uh, nominations for Best Picture, Director, um, a lot of technical awards, both of them considered for sound. You could look at you know, cinematography, production design, and etc. Uh, Claire Foy and Ryan Gosling being considered as performers, as well as Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. So a lot of a lot of attention on both of these films from an awards perspective. We will see if they can hold on to that momentum and, and keep up with those for, for the remainder of, uh, of the year. However, in the Circle of Film Awards, uh, they show a very different story. Uh, for A Star is Born, <clears throat> currently leading all challengers in total nominations at seven. Uh, so you've got Bradley Cooper nominated in lead, Sam Elliott for supporting, <clears throat> uh, three song nominations at the moment, from, <clears throat> excuse me, including Always Remember Us This Way, Black Eyes, and Shallow, uh, all taking slots in the best song category. Uh, it's also on the, on the list for tactile effects, which includes costume design, makeup and hairstyling, production design and sound, both editing and mixing as well as best scene. Uh, I kind of briefly mentioned it in the review episode and it's kind of a spoiler to go into too much detail, but suffice to say, it's a scene in the garage with Bradley Cooper. So that's seven nominations, more than any other movie. Uh, the only other movie that has more than, that has five or more is Eighth Grade currently with six nominations. Uh, however, First Man is not uh, absent from this list despite this lower rating claire foy does currently make the best supporting actor list uh which means she's on the list she's on the list this year for two performances one as a lead in unsane the second as supporting in first man first man is also nominated for tactile effects and as well special effects which translate roughly to visual effects animation film editing and cinematography so it makes both of those lists. And uh, that's that's mostly it, I, I want to say. Let me let me look. Moving beyond that, if we look at the year of 2018. Uh, I've now seen 210 films released this year. Uh, and I've now seen 1,558 films in this year, during this year. Uh, 2018 films have an average film rating of 41.72, an average Rotten Tomato meter made it, made, bleh, tomato meter rating of 58.52. Uh, a Star Is Born is the 90 uh, is one of the 93 dramas, 12 musicals, and 33 romances. Whereas First Man is just one of the 93 dramas. Uh, both films qualify as good films out of the year, really helping out the ratio, moving it up to almost 0.5. So there's almost one good film for every two bad films I've seen from this year. Uh, both are ones on the Bechtel test, uh, part of the 28.1% of films from this year that are such. Uh, First Man is the 59th PG-13 movie, and A Star is Born is one of the 89 R-rated movies that I've seen from this year. A Star is Born is one of the 95 films I've seen with a rating of 75. And First Man is one of the 108 films I've seen with a rating of 64. Uh, that is 64, the, a rating of 64 is tied with a rating of 62 for the most uh, 
prolific rating I have given to films uh, overall. And uh, that's it. That is it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at Circle of Film or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. In the name of love, one night in the name of love. So long, farewell, oh, I'll be the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.